Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, your guide to art, culture, and tourism here in Tokyo and throughout Japan. I'm Stuart Monroe, and around this time each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'll bring a selection of local news and views. On today's episode, we check in on exhibitions this weekend, but first, a lighthouse. It's been a week of anniversaries, with Blue Monday at one end, and now Black Friday at the other. But on Wednesday morning, a Japanese patrol ship ran aground off the Niigata coastline, with the local coast guard stating no crew member had been injured, but an oil spill had been detected nearby. Human error was the likely suspect, as the ship named Echigo ran aground in shallow water, a 105 metre long vessel approaching a local lighthouse to see whether it was working. Vessels may have run aground, but the price of eggs continues moving up, more than doubling in some parts of Japan which has culled more than 10 million birds to date, as bird flu spreads throughout the country. And as the price of oil increases, thanks in part to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the price of bird feed is also on the up, affecting the price of eggs. They've long been seen as a stable commodity, but one supermarket chain in Gunma Prefecture is buying its eggs from local farmers, saying the shortage has caused prices to go up 30 or 40%. Take a pack of 10 medium-sized eggs, for example. They sell for 298 yen, or just over $2. That's nearly two and a half times more than a year ago. In Indonesia, a Japanese company's opened a vocational school in Jakarta, hoping to send more workers abroad through its initiative endorsed by the government of each country. Japan's been accepting foreign workers since 2019 to tackle its labour shortage in nursing and hospitality. Meanwhile, Indonesia is also struggling with unemployment of its own in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Its population is the fourth largest in the world, at over 270 million, with 70% being of working age between 15 and 64. Officials there now claim the facility will increase those being sent to Japan, with the Japanese company aiming to accept around 600 students a year. The cryptocurrency platform Coinbase Global is halting operations in Japan, less than a month after a similar company, Kraken, announced its plans to withdraw from the country. Customers will have until mid-February to withdraw funds with any remaining crypto converted to yen sent to Japan's Legal Affairs Bureau in March. And with the weekend causing some to reconsider, the demand abroad for Japanese sports cars remains high. But a recent rash of thefts is becoming something of a problem. Japanese sports cars, especially older models from the 1990s, are being targeted, pointing a finger very firmly at popular culture. 35 incidents involving the Nissan Skyline, Toyota Supra and Honda NSX, all manufactured between 1989 and 2003, took place in and around Yokohama between June and September last year, 
with a combined value in excess of 100 million yen, or roughly 765,000 US dollars. Just last September, police arrested two men after they tried to steal a car parked at a repair shop in the city, as well as 10 vehicles from other locations. But these thefts continued even after their arrest, leading authorities to wonder whether this was actually the work of organised crime. The high demand overseas for older Japanese cars, appearing in film and television, has seen a surge in demand. Films like The Fast and the Furious, and a car like Toyota's Sprinter Trueno from the Japanese series Initial D, strengthening an overseas fan base. But it's more than likely some of these stolen cars are being dismantled, shipped overseas as parts, and then reassembled for sale at the other end. And as long as their values increase, vehicle crime here looks set to continue. Meanwhile, as climate activists hijack more than 400 billboards and bus stops in Belgium, France, Germany and England, taking aim at Toyota for its recent claim of going green, a revision to the road traffic law here in Japan due to come to effect on July 1st is set to allow anyone over 16 to ride an electric scooter without the need of a driving licence. In principle, electric scooters roughly the same size as a bicycle can be ridden on the road as long as they carry a visible green light. Come July 1st, they can be ridden on pavements too, no faster than 6 km per hour, as long as green lights are set to blink. Wearing a helmet is obligatory though, while checking your phone or driving while under the influence still carry the same finable offence. And finally, with Art Bazaar at Shibuya's Hikari building this weekend, an event curated by Tomi Okuyama, featuring 15 exhibitors from architects to galleries, artist studios to the National Museum of Modern Art in Tokyo, and more. And Parasitic Plastic Models, a solo exhibition by Izumi Kato at the Watarium and Museum of Contemporary Art Shibuya. Spare a thought for Kaleidoscope of Books, a series of digital exhibitions from the National Diet Library of Japan, each telling a different story. There's the joy of browsing, the thrill of buying, a look at Japanese department stores from the early 20th century, there's also Expressing Romance in Words, a style guide for constructing the perfect Edo period love letter, just in time for Valentine's Day this year. The Lost Tokyo Olympics of 1940 is another, as is the Sanrigan Affair, about a Japanese woman who became well known overseas for claiming to see through solid objects. But the exhibition titled Infectious Diseases in Pooks is perhaps a little too close to home, describing how the country had dealt with plague, cholera, malaria, and a long list of other diseases to have befallen Japan, a list that goes on. That's it for this episode of Notebook. Be sure to check in next week on Monday, January the 23rd. If you enjoyed this or any of the episodes throughout 2022, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or spread the word online. You can also email the Notebook team, notebook.podcast at gmail.com with thoughts for future episodes. Until next time though, thanks for listening. This has been Noble.